Praise the Lord. This is Jacob Lovelace with The Promise Church, and we want to welcome you to our new podcast, Messages from the Promise. We want you to be blessed by the word of the Lord that's shared here each week at The Promise Apostolic Church. Hope these words richly bless you. God bless. Thank you for that pleasant surprise. Awesome. I, I love that ministry, that sign ministry. Just awesome. Mm, mm, mm. We're going to the book of Ruth and then to the book of Hebrews. While you're turning or punching, whatever you do, we don't bring our Bibles to church much no more. I encourage you to. I'm just old school about stuff sometimes. I, I like to still have a Bible with me, something I can hold and look at. And another thing is, I don't trust electronics. I, I'm afraid they're gonna fail. Uh, they, uh, some of these preachers got an iPad up here, and I'm scared to death it shut off on me or something. I'm not too too keen on all that stuff. So I I'm kind of old school about things. Well, however you're looking, let's look in the Book of Ruth and why you're looking. Two weeks ago, uh, our associate pastor, Brother Mike Vickers, just pre pre preached another masterpiece. Uh, and then last week, DJ Shoulders, Pastor DJ Shoulders, just, uh, wow. If you didn't get to hear that, please go to our website or our Facebook page and listen to those messages. You will certainly be blessed. Brother Mike danced around my message all day today from the start and then this sign team uh, wow this confirmation the book of Ruth chapter number one starting with verse number eight most of you know this story uh, of Naomi here in the book of Ruth how that she uh, left her home in Bethlehem with her husband and two sons and for time's sake just kind of let me give you the cliff notes of it tragically she lost her husband and two sons but in the process had gained two daughters-in-law and after they had passed after her husband had passed and she lost the two husbands to these two daughter-in-laws which were her sons verse 8 says and Naomi said unto her daughters-in-law go return each to your mother's house the Lord deal kindly with you as ye have dealt with the dead and with me the Lord grant you that you may find rest each of you in the house of her husband then she kissed them and they lifted up their voice and they wept and they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters. Go to your, your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have a husband, also tonight and should also bear sons would you 
tarry and wait till they grew up that you'd have husbands so she's encouraged them to go their way verse 14 and they lifted up their voice and wept again and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law but Ruth clave unto her and she said behold thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her gods return thou after thy sister in law and Ruth said entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee for whether thou goest I will go where thou lodgest I will lodge thy people shall be my people and your God my God where thou diest will I die and there will I be buried the Lord do so to me and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. Here's the key, 18. And when she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. Quickly go over to the book of Hebrews with me. Hebrews chapter number 12. I'm going to read just a few verses there. Hebrews 12 starting with verse number 14 follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright look at verse 22 but ye are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God the heavenly Jerusalem to an innumerable company of angels to the general assembly and church of the firstborn which are written in heaven and to God the judge of all and to the spirits of just men made perfect Verse 24, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. See that you refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word, yet once more, signifieth the removing of those things which are shaken, as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for God is a consuming fire. For just a few moments, with the help of the Lord, and I need His help today, I want to talk to you on this thought. A whole lot of shaking going on. Look at your neighbor and say, there's a whole lot of shaking 
Amen. Look at the person on the other side and say, there's a whole lot of shaking going on. Amen. Amen. Let's pray and ask the Lord to bless us with his word today. Heavenly Father, we love you and we are grateful for this. Another privilege that we have to be in your house today. So thankful for your spirit that we have felt. So blessed by every song that's been sung. This song that was signed here at the end. What a blessing. God, now we come to the most important part of this service. And that's the hearing of your word. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us. Pierce our hearts and prick our hearts with your word today. That would drive us to change what needs to be changed in each of us. Lord, that we'd be prepared to meet you when you call us. In the name that's above every name. I need your anointing today. I'm nothing and I'm a nobody. But God, if you will anoint me, God, I believe something great will happen in this service this afternoon. In Jesus' name we pray. Can you give the Lord a great praise as you're being seated today? Amen, amen, amen. I think we can do better now. That'd been all right if it was for me, but it's for him. Hallelujah. From the rising of the sun till the going down of the same, the name of the Lord is to be Praise. Amen. That's, that's good. Amen. It just feels good to praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. Praise your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Oh, that feels better now. Don't you feel better now? Amen. As ministers prepare messages and sermons, uh, they, they normally build to a point. They're taking you on a journey. They're telling a story, hopefully at the end, to encourage you to take action. But I'm not going to do a whole lot of story building today. I'm just going to get right to it. We are living in a repulsive society. I'm just going to be plain and get right to it. We are living, and I, I couldn't think of a, a better word that, that drove home how I feel than repulsive. The society we are living in is repulsive. And if you're, if you're under the age of, say, 30 or 35, you may not, or may not be able to appreciate just how ugly it has gotten. Amen. If you're under a certain age, you, you may not realize, you, you may have heard stories or, 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 or lean to your, your family's uh, experience and how things used to be. But if you, if you weren't a part of how things were, you know, 40 years ago, uh, you just can't appreciate as a young person just how far we've come. You see, our adversary, the devil, has slowly conditioned and strategically prepared the mindset of a once conservative and God-fearing society to accept and embrace sin and immorality as normal. 
He has slowly conditioned our society and, and strategically prepared the, the thought process uh, uh, of just everyday folks to, to go a direction that makes sin and immorality just the norm. To make sin and immorality uh, just a, a cry of freedom. Of equality and, 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 and to make sin and immorality uh, uh, somehow it's just what's fair. It's just what makes us who we are. It's just fair. It's just right to, for folks to live that way. See, there was a time that people and individuals that were living in sin and in immorality, society sort of looked at those individuals as oddities. That's the, those, those people are just odd. You know, people that, that are involved in this and involved in that sin and, and that sort of lifestyle, there was a time in our society that our society would say, no, no, that, that's not how things are, sh should be. And that, that's not how we are to live. And that's, that, that's odd. And sh even shunned. I'm not talking about the church. I'm talking about the society that we lived in. The United States of America. I'd say if this message goes too much longer on Facebook today, that I'll be in Facebook jail. Y'all better watch it while you can because it's probably going to get took off. But there was a time that our society, I'm not talking about what the church said, but our society, just good moral society uh, that would say, you know, that's not, that, no, no, that, that, that's not how it is. But listen, that has totally, in the day that we're living in now, has completely flipped. Now, God-fearing Bible-believing, conservative individuals are the weirdos. Can, am, I, am I saying it like it is? That, 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 you know, we're the ones that are shunned now. And, and we're the oddities now. And, and we're the ones that we want to shut off in the corner somewhere. Y'all just go over there and be quiet. Oh, Y'all don't be quiet on me today. I, I'm telling you right, it, that our society has completely flipped on that. Amen, that's right. And as much as we hope for more and better, and, and as much as we pray for better, and as much as we are going to vote for better, that's about as political as I'm going to get. We're hoping for better, Julia, and we're, we're, we're praying for better. We, we, we want things to get better. We, we want uh, morality to come back and, and just good, moral, godly living to be part of, of our society again. And we're, we're hoping for that. We're praying and believing for that. My world needs you, right? Come on, somebody. But the Bible tells us in the end, as this dispensation of grace comes to a close, and the dispensation of the kingdom of God is approaching, that things are going to get worse. I'm hoping 
Brother Shane, I'm believing, I'm praying that it's going to get better. But Paul wrote to Timothy, this know, this know also. In other words, he's saying, you need to know this. You need to understand what I'm about to share with you, Timothy, that in the last days, perilous times are coming. Amen. That perilous times will come. That word perilous in the Greek means hard to take. The times that are coming are going to be hard to take, hard to bear. Are we in a time right now that's hard to bear? Difficult to bear? I was talking with my wife a few days ago, and she said, if you just think about everything that's going on, it just makes you anxious, and it it makes you worry. You try just not to even think about all the stuff going on. It's hard to bear. It's difficult. There's people that are buckling under the pressure of all that's going on. It's just the other, I'm, I'm not a worrier. I'm not, I don't, anxiety don't, you know, I'm I, I, I pretty even keel. But the other day I just got to thinking about this pandemic and, and I had to quit thinking about it. I just felt that anxiousness of what's going on in the world today. And, and, and the apostle Paul told Timothy, there's coming a time. And it's going to be perilous, hard to take and hard to bear times in the end, troublesome and dangerous times that men and women will be lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. That's what he said. That men would be lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. In our text, The Apostle Paul used Esau as an example. You know Esau. Remember that story, Jacob and Esau? Y'all learned that in Sunday school. You know, where where he traded his birthright. The Bible said for a morsel of food. A bowl of soup. He traded his birthright for a bowl of soup. His appetite cost him his birthright. Amen. His appetite cost him his birthright. Paul said, lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. Hear me today. As children of the almighty God, as born again believers, I'm talking to all of us right now, as born again believers, we've been born again, amen, and as born again believers, we got a birthright. The Bible said that as children of God that we are heirs and joint heirs with Christ. Come on, somebody. We got a birthright. Amen. As children of God, we got the right to live a good life. As the children of God, we got a birthright that said we can overcome anything that the devil would throw against us. As children of God, we got a birthright that said we may get knocked down, but we got a right to get back up. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy, for I'm a child of God. And you may knock me down, but I got a right to get back on my feet and keep going. I'm talking about a birthright as the children. 
Anybody know what I'm preaching to you today? Oh, you ought to say, I am a child of God. We're joint heirs with Christ. We are a royal priesthood. Hallelujah. You ought to go to work like a child of God. You ought to go to school like a child of God. (laughs) Amen. You ought to act like a child of God. You ought to walk like a child of God. You ought to talk. You've got the right. It's a birthright to live as a child of God. However, we're still in the flesh. Esau was born with a birthright, yet... He had an appetite. Though we are born again, we are subject to a fleshly appetite. Now, y'all going to sit real still and act like I ain't talking to you right now. You're going to give me a good impression of Mount Rushmore. We're still in the flesh. Amen. Esau had the birthright, but he still had an appetite. And though we've got the birthright as children of God, we're still in the flesh. And we have appetites that may be outside of God's best for our lives. Just don't move. Just sit real still and act like I ain't talking to you. We have appetites that are not pleasing to God. We are subject to appetites that are not pleasing to God. And if we're not careful, we can allow an appetite of things that are outside of God's will for our lives cause us to trade our birthright. Amen. Amen. I said you'll be trading your birthright. Don't trade your birthright. Come on, somebody. Some of you playing around and messing around, going to trade a birthright for one more drunken stupor. Some of you messing around, playing around, and before it's all said and done, you're going to trade a birthright for one more one-night stand. Some of y'all messing around, playing around, wanting to stay on the fence. And you're going to trade a birthright. You're going to trade heaven and eternity and glory and streets of gold and gates of pearl. No more tears, no more sickness, and no more sorrow for one more drink, for one more. Come on. Hallelujah. One morsel. He traded his birthright for one morsel. One morsel. Verse 17, for you know that afterward he would have inherited the blessing, but he was rejected. Listen to this. For he found no place of repentance, though he sought it with tears. Lauren, he wished so bad that he hadn't done what he did. He's looking for a place of... The Bible said he was crying. I'm talking about Esau, you know, the old rough guy, the tough guy. 
Esau, you know, the guy that went out and, and killed stuff. You know, he's a, he's, a, he's a man's man. He's a tough guy. But Leif, when he traded his birthright, the old tough guy found his, a place of tears and, and regret and shame. And I wish I hadn't. One of these days, it's going to be too late and you're going to wish you could repent. And the tough party guy that had everything under control going to be in tears. I wish I could go back and do it different. Isaiah said, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Amen. God saw fit for you to make it to one more Sunday afternoon service today. God had enough grace and mercy to let you survive whatever it is he let you survive. And here you are again today. And let me just quote Isaiah. You ought to seek the Lord while he may be found. Because we're running out of opportunities, young man. We're running Mom, Dad, we're running out of, hey, we ain't got enough time for your feelings to be hurt anymore. Oh, I ain't even preaching good yet. Amen. Seek him while he may be found. Some of you are on the verge of trading in your birthright. That appetite won't send you to hell, but feeding it can. I said, having the appetite won't send you to hell. We've all got something. Book of James said, but every man is tempted. Y'all hearing me? Don't make me come out there. I used to tell people when I was going to fight them, I'd say, me and you was going outside, but ain't one of us coming back in. Don't make me come out there. Amen. We've all got something. We've all got an appetite of something. It's not the appetite that will send you to hell. Amen. It's when you feed it. Amen. Amen. Just a good Baptist nod or an amen will do. Amen. We've all got something. But Paul said when you start feeding that appetite, when you start succumbing to those temptations, that's when lust comes in. And lust turns into sin, and sin equals death. That's what, that's what the Word of God said. Amen, amen. We've all got that appetite. Then he finished that passage by saying, do not err. Listen to me today. Sin is unrelenting. It don't give up like we do. He's not going to stop. He's not going to give up. He's going to keep throwing it at you and throwing it at you. I would love to tell you as a pastor that I'm not tempted anymore, but I'd be lying. Hey, if he can get me to fall, look what kind of destruction he could do. You think he's given up on me? Absolutely not. But I've got to love God more than I love pleasure.
Remember what Paul said, they were lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. It's not a sin for you to have that appetite, but you gotta think to yourself, do I love God more than I love alcohol? Do I love God more than I love getting high? Do I love God more than I love going to the honky-tonk? Do I love God more than I want to get in the back seat with that boy or in the back seat with that girl? Do I love God? It just comes down to who you love the most, him or yourself. Sin is selfish. Oh, that's good preaching. Amen. Sin is unrelenting. It's not going to stop. It's going to keep coming. Remember Jeremiah praying. Remember when Jeremiah was praying and he was praying for the land and he was praying that the enemies, all these enemies, all these enemies, they keep coming against us. And remember how the Lord replied, I'm almost done. Don't, 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 don't lose me now. Remember how the Lord replied to Jeremiah? He was called the weeping prophet. Oh, Lord, help the land. Oh, Lord, our enemies won't leave us alone. And you know what the Lord said? He said, if you are struggling running with footmen. He said, right now, you think it's hard right now. He, 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 he likened Jeremiah's problem with running with footmen. Let's see here. Let me think. Dad. He's a footman. Dad, if me and you went over against that wall and raced over this wall right here, I believe I could get you these days. I'll never forget when I was about 20 years old and I finally beat him arm wrestling. You know, it, it took me a long time, but I finally got him. But he said, if you think what you're going through right now with the footman is hard, he said, what are you going to do when you have to start running against horses? Y'all better listen to this preacher. No, 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 no. I'm not a preacher today. I'm your pastor today. He said, if you think it's hard and all you've been doing is running, you think it's been hard to this point? You think you've, had, you've struggled with sin to this point? He said, wait till you start having to run against horses. Brothers and sisters, it's not going to get any easier. The world is getting worse. But listen to our text, and I'm almost done. Our text said that God, Sonia, not the devil, God is going to start shaking. I'm going to take my time here at the end. That God, not the devil, God, Brother Wolf, that God is going to start shaking. And he said, whatever can be shaken will be shaken. And when God gets done shaken, all that's going to be left is those who had their minds made up 
that no matter what came, no matter how hard it got, no matter if their whole family turned against them, if everybody at work talked about them, if I don't have a friend in this world, no matter what happens, I'm going to serve the Lord. When the shaking got, you think it's been hard now. Wait till God starts shaking. And when God gets done shaking, all that's going to be left are the people that gritted their teeth and said, no matter if it's just me, I'm still going to be here when the shaking's over. That's where we are right now, brothers and sisters. There's a whole lot of shaking going on in this Come on, somebody, give God some praise right now. Well, anybody got your made up mind? I'm going to stay right here no matter what happens. I don't, if the election don't go my way, I'm not going anywhere. If the economy don't go my way, I'm not going anywhere. If my relationships don't go my way, I'm not going anywhere. If the job situation don't get any better than what it is right now, I'm not going anywhere. Hallelujah. Listen to this. As Paul was writing to the church at Thessalonica, Concerning the end, Brother Chris Crawford, I want you to listen to this. It said that God will send strong delusion. I didn't say the devil. The devil's not going to send strong delusion. God. Is sending strong delusion to who? To them that had not a love for truth. The devil's not going to send it. God's going to send it. And you might be able to fight off the temptations of the devil. But if God sends strong delusion that you'd believe a lie. And the Bible said and be damned. You're going to believe a lie and be damned. You know how to avoid that circumstance? Love truth. You love this truth with all of your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. No matter if everybody... Hey, I got a, I got a text from a girl the other day. She's living up in Pennsylvania now. I mean, just, I'm gonna, where's Holly? Holly... We went, you went to school with her. I'm a little older than you all. You went to school with her. I was like, no way. She, she told me the other day that some guy in their community in Pennsylvania she, she heard about, he don't have a church. He just goes around telling folks about the apostolic message. And somehow or another, she got hooked up with that guy. You're going to get excited when I tell you who it is. And her and her husband got baptized in the name of Jesus and filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence, speaking in a language they never learned. How exciting is that? And she said her mom and dad won't hardly talk to her now. 
But it don't matter if mom and dad won't talk to you. It don't matter if all their friends turn their back on you. It don't matter if the neighbors go in and lock the door and won't speak to you anymore. You better have a love for truth. Anybody love it today? Anybody love truth? Any... Thank you, Lord, for the truth. Naomi was trying to shake her daughter-in-law loose. Go on, y'all go on back. Go on back. Go on back to where you're from. Go on back to where you came from. The Bible said that Orpah kissed her. By kissing her, Orpah saying goodbye. Bible said that Ruth loved her mother-in-law so much that she said, you know what? Your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. You better find you a fiancé. Come on now, I'm going to get in your living room now, Jada. Amen. You better find you a future husband or a future wife that says your God be my God. Your church be my church. If they're bucking you on it, don't you marry them. Don't you do it. You stop that marriage talk until they get in that altar and repent of their sins. Don't you even think about marrying him until he gets the name of Jesus applied to his life. Your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. Where you lodge, I'm going to lodge. Amen. And where you die, that's where I'm going to be buried. But Naomi kept trying to push her away. She's shaking her, Brother Lee. She's trying to shake her. But you know what the Bible said? I'm almost finished. That Naomi, that Ruth clave to Naomi. She would not let her go. Say, I'm going with you. <laughs> and the Bible said that Naomi, Naomi finally stopped shaking her when she saw, get this, get this, get this, that Ruth was steadfastly minded. She finally stopped shaking. Listen to me. Hang on. Hang on. We used to sing a song when I was growing up. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Build your hopes on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Come on, sing it with me. Hold 
to God's unchanging hand. Hang on, y'all. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Build your hopes on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Anybody got your mind made up? I'm not letting go. I've come too far to turn back now. He's brought me through too much for me to say I can't go any further. I've been through too many rivers. I've crossed over too many mountains. Come on. Come on, let's all stand up and begin to praise and worship God. Oh, I got my mind made up. I'm going to serve you. No matter how hard this gets, no matter what this world does or says, I'm going to serve you, Lord. Come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you close your eyes right there where you are? Listen. Listen to me. Between the increasing in godliness and ungodliness of this world, hear me, and the fact that God is shaking the universe. It's going to get harder and it's going to get harder. But I heard the voice of the Apostle Paul when he said, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Brothers and sisters, it's going to take a made-up mind in these last days. I said it's going to take a made-up mind. And it's way too late to still be thinking about serving God with all of your heart. I'm talking to somebody right now. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. Come on. You're going to reach a point like Esau did. That he wished he could find a way to take it back. You're going to wish you could find a way to turn around. But he found no place of repentance, although he sought it with tears. Young lady, young man, it's not just for young folks. It's for everybody. It's too late to feed your appetites. We're too far along to keep playing with your walk with God. Come on, ain't nobody looking. Come on. 
Thank you for joining our podcast. We want to invite you to our church Wednesdays at 7 o'clock, Sunday afternoons at 345. We want to say thank you for joining us and also tune in next time for our podcast, Messages from the Promise.